Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Everyone, and welcome to another at-home edition of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about five cheap marketing options. And yeah, I so, like so, this episode a lot. So yeah. it's cheap, cheap, free, cheap, cheap hashtag free. free. Yeah, Starts essentially free. free. If yeah. you have zero money at all, these are going to be hard because they do require things like a computer. Yeah, good point. So, so, uh, but it's probably stuff you already have in your business. It's probably things you're already using to do for your personal life and your business. And um, you don't have to necessarily spend any money to get going on any of them outside of what you're already spending money on now. Yeah. And, and I like the idea that they, um, that they actually work. Yeah. These, these things, these things work incredibly well. And I would almost, if I were to rename this podcast episode, I would just say the five things you should do in marketing when your business starts. Or the yeah, five okay. things you should be doing in marketing, period. I, I don't, uh, I don't think people would read that. I think people like cheap. Yeah, cheap. People like cheap. But these are, yeah. but, so they are cheap and they are mostly free and they are, um, um, I refuse to use the word essential anymore. So um, <laughs> they are really important for businesses. Yeah. So, so who, um, who do you think would benefit from yeah. what we're going to talk about today? So um, when I thought about this, this episode, um, was started off as uh, in one direction and really just turned into what I feel is three core people listening to this. If this episode caught your attention and you're not a regular listener, if you're a regular listener, thank you. And you're going to get a lot out of this episode, but if you're not, and this caught your attention, it's, it's either one of three things in my opinion, at least is that you're a new business and you're working on a, a shoestring budget. Right, you are not trying to spend all your money at once, dumping thousands of dollars into ads and marketing. You're trying to figure out how do I take this credit line I have or this cash that I have and turn it into business as efficiently as possible. You're going to love this episode for that. Um, You're an existing business and you're dealing with an economic downturn or recovery or uncertainty or um, whatever other problems could be happening with your business financially. You lost a big customer, you know, whatever it might be. So um, you're looking to get that business back or grow your business without spending any money money, because maybe it's it's really tight. And then the third one is um, you're actually doing really well and your business is thriving, but you realize that using your money wisely is going to be really good for your business in the long run. And at Coldesi, um, we have a, uh, we do well, right? We do well. We spend a lot of time focusing on this type of stuff though. You know, how do we market efficiently? How do we spend money efficiently? And it's not just about dumping money everywhere you can, because that's going to get you in trouble in the long run. Yeah. And I'll tell you that Coldesi does all of the things that we're going to talk about. One or one or one or more people do, all of the things that we're going to talk about basically for a living. So yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, I say we jump into them. And um, you if you're one of those three people, maybe there's a fourth person out there I haven't thought of, but I yeah. think you're going to like this content too. Maybe they just like the sound of our voices. Yeah, they do. And, <laughs> they do. and you know what's also interesting about this stuff is um, it's um, this stuff actually it does require a little bit of work. Okay. So immediately going into this, um, you're going to have to do something. after this episode and if you do you are going to make money from this um if you don't then you can sit there and wait for the phone to ring and complain that's not you're not listening to this episode because you're the type of person that is waiting for the phone to ring and complaining you're the type you know when we see those 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 kinds of comments on our one of many facebook groups at this point yeah um for some reason it's never a podcast listener i don't don't know why never is the uh, well uh, I've used the example before. Excuse me, I have a sip of my Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned before, there was, um, I remember hearing somebody talking about um, being a good parent and baby books. I think if you remember, I've said this, I think it's an important thing to, to bring up again now that we're talking about that, is that um, what's the best baby book to get? You know, I think is how the question started. Which one should I get so I know how to raise my baby correctly and I do a good job and, and they grow up to be, you know, a great person. Yeah. And the whoever I was listening to or reading said, the fact that you are at the store or online shopping for baby books automatically means you're going to be a better parent than somebody else who doesn't <laughs> care to do that. Yeah, that's right. That's because right. you're you're going to be making this. You're first of all, you're actively doing something, right? right. So whoever's listening, this is actively trying to improve their business because they're doing something. They're listening to a podcast that's designed to help improve their business. Um, and then they're going to, con- you're going to continue to take ideas in and then you turn those ideas into what works for your baby or your business. The same yeah. thing. Same thing. So, really. Yeah. Yeah. Your same baby, thing. your business, your Yorkie, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same all right, thing. They're so all the, 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 um, the first, the, the first one that you've got down here is, um, is LinkedIn. LinkedIn. What made you think of that? Uh, you. Okay. You, um, no, <laughs> So the first one we wrote is is LinkedIn for pretty simple. And I'll give kind of my explanation of why I thought about it. And I'd like you to maybe dive into some of the practical behind it. But yeah, LinkedIn is, a if you're not familiar, it's a social network. It's a business-centered social network. So it's a place where business owners, business people um, socialize. It's where they share articles, where they try to kind of quote unquote connect with each other. So you did business with so-and-so or you used to work with so-and-so and and you become friends on there and then you can refer things to each other. You can refer articles, you can refer people, you can refer businesses, um, you can join groups and connect with other like-minded people. And it's kind of known that on LinkedIn, you're going to be either recruited or sold to or be selling to someone and it's acceptable on there. Um, it's a little more uncomfortable to get a message from one of your friends on Facebook asking you to buy leggings, right? <laughs> or 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 join their Amway group. Um, do, do, but, do your friends ask you to buy leggings? That's okay. um, well, not me, but I'm sure somebody's had that happen. Some Lulu leggings DMs, um, and uh, and it's a little, it's a, it can be a little awkward then to say no to your friend there, and it's because that's not a place for that, right? It's a place for right. your friends to hang out. Um, well. And we'll get into Facebook later, but um, LinkedIn is a place for making business connections. 
So it's a great place to do that and to introduce yourself to people. So um, you did a good mini cast, which we'll link in the show notes, but can you Mark, tell us a bit little more about what you think about LinkedIn and getting business there? Yeah. I mean, so it's been really interesting because I've been on LinkedIn for a long time and uh, it's evolved a little bit. Uh, When I first started on LinkedIn, it was pretty much a place to look for a job and to keep your resume always updated. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, Microsoft got involved with LinkedIn some time ago and they've really improved things quite a bit. So now it is a, um, it's, it's a, it's a place where you, you build a profile to both um, to expose yourself to other businesses and to, to make connections with other businesses. So it's not a great place if you are a um, straight business to consumer. So, you know, if you sell, you know, funny reunion t-shirts, um, it's probably not going to be as good of a, a platform for you as if you sell, um, trade show gear or Mm -hmm. if you sell, you know, business apparel or school apparel even is great on LinkedIn because mostly it's people there that are there to network for their business. Yeah. You're more than likely to meet the owner of a realtor office that would like all of their staff to have matching um, shirts or hats or or whatever it is that they wear or gifts that they want to give to their clients than you are to sell funny political t-shirts. You know, the funny yeah. political t-shirts are probably better off selling on Instagram. Um, right. So I wouldn't expect that th- those are different directions to go. But LinkedIn is a great place to get those business to business clients, which are a fantastic source of revenue. It might not be your niche now. And we always talk about finding niches. But when you're looking to expand and grow your business, um, if your right. niche is not doing enough, then um, then you need to find another one. And LinkedIn just else, might, like, Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. So, for example, because I represent <clears throat> Coldesi a lot on my LinkedIn profile, that uh, I'm part of groups that have to do with not just marketing, but screen print marketing, T-shirt groups, T-shirt production groups, uh, rhinestone apparel groups. So, similar to Facebook, um, you know, I I participate in different groups to a different extent. Um, in order to make sure that people in that group know about Coldesi and what we do. <clears throat> you know, there's some embroidery groups out there, and these might be good for you to join just for socialization personally with other businesses like yours. Not great for you to prospect, but, but would be is maybe there's a college alumni group or a high school alumni group in your area, or there's a, um, there's a uh, I know that there's a Tampa networking business group. Mm-hmm. You know, that would probably be ideal for you to join. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you're going to want to, and, and please do look at the, um, I put a LinkedIn, uh, a, a link in our show notes for a LinkedIn mini cast that I did on setting up your profile. And you really do want to go through that and make sure that you have a good base because once you start connecting with people or trying to, then what's going to happen, the first thing they're going to do is look, to, look at your LinkedIn profile. So if you are a, uh, if you're a part-time or a side hustler and your LinkedIn profile says you're an insurance agent, but you start approaching people about being a, uh, you know, a, an embroiderer, they're not going to understand. So yeah. you, you may have some massaging to do to your LinkedIn profile if this is what you decide to use it for. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, that's, that's a great point. You've got to make sure that it's up to date and it makes sense. And um, I'm not a, uh, a huge LinkedIn user myself, not because um, uh, I don't think it's a good tool um, or anything like that, but currently in my life, I'm not, I'm not doing anything to prospect on there. So I don't, um, the marketing that I do in, at, at Coldesi doesn't, um, doesn't have to do with connecting people on there. You know, that's more of a sales approach. Um, I'm not pursuing other careers, so I don't need to, you know, kind of have anything connected to that. So I don't use it as much, but I do, but I did a lot for a long time. And anytime that we've been looking to hire somebody um, here, I go in and I update my LinkedIn profile. And one of our best, um, one of our best salespeople and best employees, Iris came from LinkedIn. We met on Link- yeah. we met on LinkedIn, nice. and that's how um, she ended up working for Coldesi, and that was five years ago or something like that. Yeah, and I'll I'll give you another example. Um, our Coldesi uh, on Demand um, division is is pretty new. Mike Angel is is the uh, go to guy for that uh, for the company, and basically it's kind of an it's a click to ship consulting gig. So you know, Mike on LinkedIn and. And cold SE on demand on LinkedIn are brands or uh, regional brands that want to offer customizations direct customization direct to their end user. Or if you know if you're like a wholesale screen printer or bigger wholesale embroiderer that wants to start you know doing custom websites for their customers to order from or going direct uh, with configurators and things like that, then cold SE on demand um, is is who you would talk to. And that's the perfect kind of a play on LinkedIn because mm-hmm. now Mike tries to connect with big screen printers and wholesale printers and, you know, uh, the big Cornet DTG print houses and things like that to get them into our service. What you would do is kind of the same thing. If you are a commercial embroiderer and business is your niche, then what you're going to do is say, okay, what I'm going to, the people that I look, I'm looking for are owners of plumbing businesses mm-hmm. and you're going to, you're going to search for that on LinkedIn and connect with those people or you're going to look for a group of people that are talking about uh, plumbing or pest control or uniforms, you know, whatever that may be. You're, you're just going to start to participate socially. It's all free. All it takes is your activity. You've got to devote a little time to doing that. Yeah, that's great. And and you mentioned about um, the on-demand and the um, you know, large screen print shops and things like that. If you are a a small company and you only have you know one you know one DTG printer or one embroidery machine and, and that's all you are, then connecting with those folks can be a way to get business as well. No, that's a good point. Uh, you know, it's really it's twofold. One is um, sometimes those larger shops just just um, turn away small orders and they typically will recommend somebody they'll have because someone will call up and say, Hey, can you make a custom bib for my, you know, granddaughter? And they'll say, we don't really do just one-off custom jobs, but here's who you can call. Yeah. So um, you want to, if you're the more of those people you're in front of that know who you are and what your niche is and what you specialize in, the more of those referrals you'll get. And there's a lot of successful people that all they do is one-offs. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, know, this, this groundwork that we're, that we're setting here, these kinds of things where the first thing you do is um, on whatever platform we're going to talk about, 
you set up a, a great focused profile about your business. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing you do is, is you start to um, join groups and connect with people that are in your target market or in your niche audience. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start to share things that are related to um, that niche um, and answer questions in the, in the uh, forums or the groups that uh, represent your niche. And then you start the one-on-one. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. That's, I, I, I agree hundred percent with that. Um, now when it comes to LinkedIn, when you are doing this online prospecting and searching, LinkedIn is going to limit the amount of activity you could do for free. Yep. Right. So um, you will reach a limit. You can only send this many messages, et cetera, et cetera, for free because they do have a premium service and that's going to rough you. The price changes over time, but it's around between 30 and 150 a month, depending on what you're looking for. I think the 150 is like for recruiters. Yeah. So most, most of, most people, it's reasonable though. It's not too bad. So, but for about 50 or a hundred a month or less, you can get kind of the full open access that allows, allows you to send as many messages as you want. So what I would, in my thoughts, if it were me doing it, I would start with the free version. Yeah. See what, see what you can get out of it. Um, and then, uh, uh once you get a client, then you can decide, um, what you should upgrade to if it's needed because a hundred percent. And I'll tell you that Coldesi right now is still using the free version. Okay. Yeah. And the, um, and if you, I'm just going to say that for most of you listening to this, I would completely ignore any advertising oper- any paid advertising opportunities that LinkedIn tries to entice you with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's relatively new still. And, and, um, I mean, if you want to try it, I'd love to get some feedback from somebody that's been successful, but it, it doesn't seem like the custom apparel market is a great um, advertising topic for the people on LinkedIn, just because your, uh, your market is, is smaller. So if I'm a recruiter or if I'm a marketing agency, then there's a bajillion people on LinkedIn that are going to be my, my prospect. Not, not so if you're kind of a focused uh, custom decorator. Yeah. And I would say, because, um, what you're going to find is, um, a really large company like, um, bank of America probably has some, how many people work for bank of America that are on LinkedIn. Right. Um, and most of them have their apparel provided by the organization. So, um, if you could connect, you know, if you could connect with, you know, the person in charge of that on LinkedIn, that would be something. Right. right. Um, but all those Bank of America employees are not yours. But uh, anyway, I, I so the paid advertising stuff that is not for this podcast. That's for uh, a podcast talking about experimental ways to advertise your business. Yeah. And um, not not for trying to save money. That's for trying to take money that's extra and spend it on something you've never tried before. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think is great. I would love for somebody to try that. But you need to have a good idea. You need to make sure, and I have no clue what the platform offers. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure that somebody out there is going to have success doing it. But you, you no, know, I'm I'm going to look at hard. it. You're going to have to spend money to figure that out. <laughs> I'm I'm current. I'm currently looking at it. So okay, um, I'll uh, I'll let everybody know how it goes. But um, 
for for LinkedIn, I think that it's a it's a it's a good place to go to. It's a good place to develop, especially if you don't have a big presence on LinkedIn already. Because again, it's cheap or free. Um, you're going to invest some of your time, and there's only opportunity. There's no downside. Okay, so yeah. um, yep. that's it, it's a great one. Um, I think the the next one is probably something that most of our customers will already be doing at least a little bit in some ways. Yeah, I, I uh, agree. I think that's great. So um, uh, to wrap up on the LinkedIn, um, it's really important to just start building connections on there because they will turn into business. And, and the easiest way to get started is to connect with a bunch of different people. And anytime you can connect them to someone on LinkedIn or refer them, that is going to get you the biggest chance of getting business in the future from them or referral right. from them. So if you do connect with somebody who sells um, private health insurance, and if you find connections on there and you connect them with somebody new who's a prospect, even if it doesn't turn into a sale for them, they're going to notice that they're going to remember that they're yeah. going to remember you, that you're the t-shirt person that, um, that gave them a prospect for, for health insurance and you're likely to get a referral from them. So that's the easiest way to start um, is just participate, refer people. Agreed. Um, so next we talked about, uh, next one we put Facebook stalking, which is my yeah. favorite of you the You put Facebook topics. stalking. <laughs> it's my favorite title for the topics and because um, it, it's funny because, you know, we don't literally mean you know, Facebook stalking on there, um, which is, yeah, exactly. But kind of, you know, but what is Facebook stalking, right? I would say Facebook stalking is when you're secretly following somebody's feed and going back years or whatever it is at every picture and post that they have and you are following them and you know everything about them and they have no clue that you're looking at them, right? And that's kind of what what it could be, right? Stalking is when is when somebody is, you know, literally following somebody around. So you're electronically following someone around. So so but, far, I'm very nervous. I don't. Yeah, know it's scary, but it's not, you know, um, because this is why. This is the story. So let's say you're a member of a Facebook group, um, and in this group, you run into a business owner who comments on any type of. It could be anything, right? Um, they could people could just be talking about. Um, what's going on with business in, in the summer, yada, yada, yada. And then somebody says, um, you know, my noodle restaurant has really been taking off this summer. Right. And they have like an Asian noodle restaurant um, and they just make that comment. So what do you do is you kind of like quote Facebook stalk them. So what do you do is you click on their profile. Is it public? Are they posting a lot of pictures about their business? You know, um, do the, does it, does their profile link to their business? Do they have a business page? Go to that page, look at it. Do they have reviews? Do they have comments? Um, do you notice in the pictures that they have custom apparel or not? Are they wearing matching hats? Are they wearing matching masks? Are they wearing matching t-shirts? You know, things yeah. like that. How long have they been in business? Um, do they have posts if they're hiring people? Um, do they sell noodle swag? Right. You know, <laughs> um, noodle t-shirts. Uh, so anyway, you just do all that for somebody. It doesn't take that long, right? I mean, you can do that in five minutes. Um, and now, but now you've got an idea that that person might be a prospect. Yeah. So I, so what, there's some things that terrify me and there's some things I like about that. Okay. 
Um, no, I, I, I do like the, the idea of, so it's a standard kind of uh, basic sales practice is if you are going to contact someone that doesn't know you is the best thing that you can do is do a little research in advance. Like um, if I walk into, let's say if I'm doing an in-person sales call on a, uh, an owner of a chain of hair salons, you know, I don't want to walk in and, and talk about, so tell me what you do. Mm-hmm. It, you know what I mean? Like what I want to do is I want to, and I've, I've done this frequently, is I want to identify who that person is. I want to learn a little bit about their business and I want to learn a little bit about them personally to see if there's any, any places that we connect, that we match. Now, if you are stuck at home this moment or you don't f- feel comfortable Getting in the um, getting in the car and going and hitting the local shopping center and going door to door to see what people might be interested in in buying from you. What you what you can do is the Facebook version of that, which is what Mark said. So you know, like here, if there's a um, if there's a Tampa networking group, you know, or better yet, if I'm just driving down the street and I notice a shopping plaza next to my house and there's a noodle restaurant. You know, then what I want to do is I'm going to Google that. I'm going to find that business on Facebook. I'm going to identify the owner and the employees, and I'm going to start working them into a, in, into my prospecting method, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm going to find about them. I'm going to comment on things that they post on. I'm going to introduce myself at some point, and I'm just going to stalk them to learn everything about them and their business I can. So, you know, hey, maybe you've got kids that go to the same school that you didn't know about. Or maybe That's you're both now. from Gibsonton, or mm-hmm. maybe you both <laughs> That's work at the circus. Too. You know, I mean, whatever, whatever it is, you know, like, hey, I drive by your place every day, you know, uh, looks good. Or, hey, I noticed that you also spend some time at Leavenworth, you know, me and you, we have things in yeah. common. <laughs> okay. There's lots of things I like about that, and I'm <laughs> super great. How about um, I could just picture you messaging, "Hey, I noticed our kids go to the same school." <laughs> no, <laughs> lead with I that. Do that. That lead would come up that. later. Um, it might come up later, though. It's a, it is a good point that it might come up later, and if it does come up, you know, it's an interesting thing to bring up. Um, but what it, what how this would work out is you've done your on really you're just doing online research about them and it's on a public place that they chose to allow to be public right yeah. um and they post it out there so all that information is fair game because they put it up there so other people would see you don't post yeah, things on the, social media for people and you don't have see. evil intent here you're not no yeah exactly you're just trying to see is this somebody who could be a potential customer of mine right, right. you answered some of those questions they're not wearing matching gear they're a successful growing shop. And if you're a successful business, every, um, every restaurant that is a turned itself into a big chain. Yeah. All are wearing uniforms. Yeah. Right. There's none that aren't. And it's just part of the look. It's part of the feel. When you walk in, you see they're all wearing noodle hats and they're kind of funny with a funny logo. And it's interesting. You know, who works there clearly. You know, um, it's not an, it's not a customer cleaning a table. You know, it's a staff member, and um, and then maybe they maybe those hats are interesting enough, or those shirts are interesting enough, and people are big enough fans that they will buy that apparel. Yeah, yeah. And then you could help sell that, and we talk about that all the time. I mean, how many restaurants sell swag? You know, which is an interesting concept, 
right? Plus, I mean, you know, right now there's a big opportunity, speaking of restaurants, is, you know, uh, branded masks, mm-hmm. you know, are a big thing. So maybe the noodle place does have great gear. Yeah. But the employees are bringing their own face masks. Yeah, which is true of almost all of them still. Yeah. So yeah. that so opportunity their own is, or is out there. The owner is buying the box of the paper masks or whatever it is that people get. You know, but local chain here, Publix, has some really nice looking face masks that they give to their employees. Somebody got a really nice contract, made a really great product, and they look good. So so let me me break down the way that I would use my preferred method of using Facebook to get business. And that is marketing inside groups. And um, I did did a little mini cast on that as well. Um, It's mini cast number three. You can find it. on the yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yep. So the, um, but what I would do is I would join groups in your Facebook groups in your niche. Just like we talked about with LinkedIn, you want to build a good Facebook profile that reflects your business, mm-hmm. you know, um, and a business profile. Because if you start approaching people on Facebook, the first thing that they're going to do is if you send them a message or you comment, they're going to go to your personal Facebook profile. Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, keep that in mind. You should have a Facebook business page filled out as well. Um, and if you join Facebook groups, like there's a, um, a Tampa business networking Facebook group and people are always posting, Hey, I do pest control. Mm-hmm. Call me. I do um, pool resurfacing or driveway pressure washing or things like that. Those are 100% all custom apparel prospects. Yeah. So if I was a custom t-shirt, printer, what I would do is I would be joining that and saying, Hey, that looks like a great service. What do you guys do for custom apparel? Yeah, that's great. Um, And actually I, so I want to get into groups next actually. Okay. um, And and let's really dive into that. Mm -hmm. Um, I want, I, I want, I made a note here that I wanted to kind of just to wrap up the idea of the Facebook stalking. And then, then I want to dive into notes because groups, because you made some really good points. Sounds good. Um, So what you've gone through and you've kind of done your little bit of preliminary research on this business. And it's just somebody who commented in a group or, or like you said, you drove by their restaurant. Um, now it's now what you do is now you, you make the approach and one of the easiest ways to do it um, might be through a direct message on Facebook on their business page, probably, or through a group, uh, you know, or probably the two ways to do it. If the That's group allows you to do that. Don't get kicked out of groups and try to sneakily DM people. You'll get kicked out and it's not going to be good for you because you're not going to get back in. So, um, and you just say something, Hey, I noticed you have a a noodle shop. Um, I saw you posted on the group. It's doing really well. I looked at your Facebook page. Your food looks really good. You know, it's making me hungry. Um, One thing I noticed was your team didn't have matching shirts or hats or masks or whatever it is. I own a local custom apparel shop. I'd love to chat about stepping up the look of your team, making you look good. I can do shirts, hats, and have you ever even thought about selling, you know, swag out of your restaurant for your biggest fans? Man, and I, you just I, I feel, I feel like there. people should write down what you just said. Yeah, it'll be in the just notes. Copy and paste that. That's <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the notes. So you can copy and paste it okay. literally. Um, just change new, the word noodle to something that makes more sense. Please, because otherwise it's <laughs> um, very confusing. But that's it. Is the, and the format that you would write this is very, very simple. So here's what you write down. Okay. Um, say hello. Um, introduce who you are. Compliment them. Compliment something that you notice. 
um, make an observation about why they might need custom apparel or what you do, and then and then and then from that observation have the solution. So here's the steps of that of of what I wrote, and you can hear it. Hey, I noticed you have a noodle shop and it's doing well. Um, you know, is your introduction? You know, you're in the same group together. Um, they've probably seen, hopefully this is making some assumptions that they, that you guys have yeah. interacted before maybe on the Facebook group. So there's some assumptions there, but, um, I looked at your Facebook page of food looks good. Compliment. One thing I noticed was your team didn't have matching shirts. Observation. I own a local custom apparel shop and I'd love to chat with you about stepping up the look of your team solution to that observation. And then, um, sp- being more, and then finishing with being more specific, I can do shirts, hats, aprons, and even masks. Yeah, so there's the formula. Great. Simple. That's great. Bet you didn't think it was thought that thought out, did you? No, I I, I was like, <laughs> you you have you obviously have your own notes. <laughs> no, that aside. that's all in my brain. No. <laughs> um. Uh, so okay, now groups, right? Um. And and we said I, we we noted here specifically join local groups and yeah. forums. But um, this is true of all groups. It doesn't have to be local, but local is important. It could, um, it could be knit. It could be niche. niche. Local can also mean niche local. You know, that's a good yeah. point. You know, Mustang fan groups, you know, is very local to your niche. Um, further, Mustangs in Florida, if you're a Floridian, and Mustangs in Tampa, Florida is, is going to be even better because you can yeah. sell something. People love buying local. Um, you can hand deliver or drop something in the mail really cheap and they'll get it the next day. You know, yeah, stuff like that. So, um, but I'd love for you to chat more about that um, Facebook group. Um, yeah, it, it's just that the the groups are kind of they're 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 your people. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like these are these are where your people are. If you sell um, camo or hunting gear or archery equipment or you know things like that, you're going to be in a group that talks about those things. If you are, um, if you're a plumber, you're going to be in a homeowner's group, you know, offering Mm -hmm. solutions. Um, if you are a custom apparel decorator, then you're going to be in the groups that, um, are your niche or target markets. And if it is anyone in Tampa, so if your group is geographical, then you're going to look for those groups wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you are, um, and if you're natural national, you're going to look for groups that just have to do with your niche, you know, or you, like Mark said, you can double down. Like I deal with mostly with, um, plumbers and electricians in the Tampa Bay area. So where, where are those people? Not just where do they talk to each other, but where might they try to sell things? Mm -hmm. So they, you know, I mentioned the, uh, Tampa, network business networking group or small business groups because that's where businesses go to sell each other stuff. Yeah. Right. And anywhere where people are selling each other stuff, they need what you sell. Yes. And, and it's likely to be received well. Yeah. Because you go there with an expectation of being sold, right? If you, if you go to a trade show, for example, um, then you're going to a show knowing that there's a lot of people there trying to sell you something. If you go to a mall, right, you know you're going to be tried to be sold um, something off of a shelf. So it's okay to do that there and um, because it's expected. You can be direct in groups like that. Yes. Now, if you're just going to go into, like if you sell cheerwear, for example, 
Um, you don't want to join the um, Florida cheerleading group or forum or, or whatever it is, and then just start talking about the stuff that you make. Right? Chances because, are they're not even going to allow that. Yeah. I mean, because the people in that group, I mean, think about it. If it was you, the people in that group are not there to sell or be sold to. They're there to talk about something they love doing or are passionate about. Mm -hmm. And your job is to participate and support that and look for opportunities to introduce what you do. Yeah. So I would think a great opportunity might be um, to people are um, sharing something that they recently purchased, right? Like a, a, a bow or a t-shirt or a bag or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, that's a great opportunity for you to comment and share yours. Yeah. And if it's, and then likely somebody will say, cool, where'd you get that? I actually make them and sell them. The name of my business is Bo's Boutique. Yep. You, you'll also get people just out and out calling out. They're looking for referrals. You know, if, yeah. if um, you know, they, they might be there looking for last minute warm-up jackets. Mm -hmm. You know, does anybody know the best place to get cheer mom t-shirts or yeah. does anybody know the best place I can get this customized? Those questions happen all the time in forums. Yeah. And if, if you're there, you know, the idea is for you to participate in advance. So if you're there, you're building up a little trust. Yeah. So um, I'll give you another example. The, the Customer Herald Startups Facebook groups uh, group, you know, we've got, we've got businesses in there that are, that are digitizers. They're only digitizers. And some of them, uh, they participate in the group. They'll like, they'll comment on people's embroidery. Um, they'll show examples. They'll answer questions. Like if somebody's having a problem and then occasionally when someone asks, you know, if, if uh, anybody knows a good digitizer, they'll post. So yeah, I do that, you know, feel free to call me. And those are, those are fine. Um, but if you want to get removed from the CAS group, just come on <clears throat> four times a week and post, I do digitizing for $15. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the topic of your post because that's not what it's for. And that's, so, that's going to be most of the time how most groups are going to, are going to act. Absolutely. Um, and you Align can also. Align yourself with the group interest. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and if you're ever questioned or concerned, you can always, you could typically just message the admin and just say, hey, I, I participate in this group a bunch and they can look you up if they want um, and say, hey, is, is it okay if I ever link out to my website? Because sometimes folks ask for stuff that I sell. And um, they may, they will say yes or no. And if they said yes, then boom, you just got permission to link to your website and you drop it when it's appropriate and don't spam the group because people will, you don't want to be associated. Yeah. Oh, that's the link, link out lady. <laughs> you want to be so, um, somebody that's trusted and liked. And I think it's really simple of just, um, sometimes you just have to say good job, great work, yeah. happy Friday. <laughs> you know, um, people will see your name. Hey, listen, you know, in most Facebook groups, even the really big ones, um, if you comment um, daily or five times, even if it's just two, five times a week, even just to like something, you will quickly become one of the most active people on the Facebook group. Statistically, absolutely. So even in a large group, if you just go in five times, you make a comment, hey, that looks nice. Um, I like that. I did something like this. 
Um, that's a good question. Maybe turn it inside out before you wash it. You know, whatever your comments are, if you, if you post and comment five times in a week, it's not going to be long until you're one of the people that are key to the group. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a good position for you to be in when you reach out. I, absolutely. Yeah. If you reach out to the admin, oh yeah, I know you, you're here every day. Yeah, I know. You know, this is a fun yeah. group for me. You know, um, yeah, of course you can do that. Thanks for participating. Um, you, you had mentioned one that um, a couple actually that I hadn't thought of um, as far as like local groups and forums. Um, you put in next door. Yep. How would you, so how would you do the same kind of thing in next door? So um, I would treat it very similarly. Um, but almost exactly the same, right? So in next door, people um, typically are um, are um, complaining about the HOA. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but it, typically people will say, "Hey, does anyone know um, a good trash hauling service? Does anyone know a good tree trimmer?" Hey, I saw that there was um, some police at the exit of the neighborhood. Was there a car accident? Um, does anyone know, you know, if the um, when this new Seven uh, Eleven is going to open up? You know, things like that. So right. participate and comment on those things. You know, even if you just say no, but I'm curious, I don't know when it's going to open up and I'm curious too. Right. And that's good enough. Yeah. Um, if you've used a lawn service or tree trimming service or whatever it is, and you like them, and if you've given them money in the past few months, I mean, definitely just mention their name, you know, better if you give their phone number or web address, but just so you participate. Um, the more you participate, um, the more people in your community will know who you are because you're one of the people that is always commenting. I know in my next door app, um, uh, I know people that I see on there often. Okay. I know, I know the Karens of the neighborhood. I know the, um, you know, and I know the people who just like, you know, who like to have fun on there. I know the trolls, you know, um, et cetera. So, so dude, do they, do they ever do um, like business call outs? Like, you know, um, I've seen some. So, so in mine and I don't, I don't know how it's admin. Um, who, how do, how do you, how someone becomes an admin? I guess they just claimed the neighborhood a long time ago. Okay. I have no idea how it works. Honestly, I never researched it. Forgive my ignorance. But um, in my area, I will see posts of people say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a tree trimming service. If anyone needs it. You know, and by the way, so and so is one of my customers. If you want to, you know, if and if uh, if you want to find oh, that's out a review, you know, so um, I think that's fine. I'm, but I do see posts get removed, and um, I'm confident you would just have to look to see if there's some local rules or regulations about you posting your business. But it's the same as Facebook groups. You can slide in, just drop your business every once in a while, and nobody's probably going to give you any trouble for it. Right. It's only if you're every day you're posting your new your new cool, funny t-shirt that you sell online and yeah. you're posting it on there. And you're probably, that's not about your community. So it should be about your community um, when it comes to next door and just become known as the embroiderer or the t-shirt person. And when you're known on there, your name will get mentioned. Um, it will also give you the, give you the opportunity to stalk folks, which means somebody goes on there and they say, Oh yeah, I've got a noodle shop down the road. That's in the yeah. same parking lot as at seven 11. And then you go ahead and you can look them up on Facebook or online or Google them and, and find out if they're a prospect for you. And then you can comment underneath there. You know, I just looked your restaurant up. Looks cool. I'm going to go there for lunch. 
And then um, while you're there, maybe you see the person because you saw their picture and you introduce yourself and you say hello. Thanks. The noodles were great. I noticed no, I noticed nobody here is wearing any noodle swag. By the way, I do this. <laughs> um, that's it. You picked the best examples, by the way. Wonder. Oh, thank you so much. So noodles, I, um, this podcast is uh, moving along slowly. Yeah. Um, so um, let's go ahead and move on to the next ones because I think um, – yeah. Uh, read the show notes. We might have some more things that we mentioned in there. Um, but the next two are kind of similar, but very important, very easy. Um, in not easy, hard. <laughs> no. Um, email collecting and sending. Yeah. So what I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, is, we're, we're doing the same things, right? You, yeah. Um, you're looking for email. Um, you're looking for someone's email address. You're identifying yeah. someone if they're uh, whether or not it's in one of the groups or not or driving down the street and seeing a business mm-hmm. or, you know, looking for specific kinds of businesses in your area and you're doing the same thing. You're finding their email address and you're emailing what we've been talking about the way you yeah. would message somebody or approach them online. Yeah. Same thing. You, this is, you do the, you do it in email the same way you do it on the phone or in person or, or, or through a direct message. Um, you can use that same formula I mentioned before. And uh, that's it. But you should be collecting emails as if they are, um, uh, as if they are tokens at Chuck E. Cheese, you know, Um, that eventually as you collect more and more, you will get a prize. Um, So you, if you are looking up somebody's profile, um, their business profile, I should say, and they list, you know, Gary at noodleshop.com. Yep. Right there on their business page. They gave that email ad- address out publicly, which means that they are expecting to get emails from strangers. <laughs> Collect yeah, that email address, put it, put it in your notes. Um, look at, um, get a CRM. If you haven't listened to our, any podcasts about that, you should, cause you can put all this stuff in there. Um, so get a CRM, put the email address in there. And when it's appropriate, send people emails, um, which should just be if you prospected them a little bit. And um, I think that that's just, you just shoot some emails. Um, you can send them reminder emails. You can message people, say, hey, we just met on Facebook. Um, here's my email address if you ever need this. You know, if you and ever have if, any referrals. Um, if, you, if you really want to dig into the emails, which I, I strongly recommend, is um, I would uh, li- give a listen to episode 31, make, uh, make more money next month using email. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. We do a solid hour on that that goes all the way through it. The difference here I think we're pointing out is just that um, you're using it as another way of free contact or cheap contacting. You know, you Mm. might need to use, if you have a, if you start to get a lot of emails, you might have to start having to pay for a service. But most of what we're talking about here right now is the same pattern. You identify a business, you go find their contact information you send them an email or three. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And, um, and, and uh, you can ask them to do anything in these emails. It might be asking them for business, asking them for referrals. You might be referring somebody to them, which is always a great way to get business. Um, you know, hey, same, I, just, I just wanted to connect pattern, you with this person. The same things that you mentioned before. Yep. You know, which were hello. Yeah. And then you send reminder emails too, or question emails. So you may have introduced them once before and it went nowhere. Yeah. Um, maybe they didn't even reply. 
right? Uh, but you can email them again in a month and saying, hey, um, Halloween is coming. Is your restaurant going to um, have any specific Halloween apparel for your staff? If there is, we can talk about, if you would like that, to talk about that, I got some great ideas. Yep. For, for all of the things that we're talking about today, it's not a one and done effort. Yeah. So, so you don't message someone yeah. once or email someone once and they say, okay, that person is either a customer or I can scratch them off my list and never contact them again. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you keep that information and you use it um, many times before you make a decision one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And, you know, you get a CRM, you put all this stuff in notes. Every time you communicated that them would put in notes, you put if they respond or not, how they responded. You keep notes on this stuff. You keep collecting the email addresses. Um, and eventually those email addresses will turn into money. Yeah. I love that. So, um, and the next one is uh, pick up the phone. I, I, I like that you left this last. Yeah. <laughs> because if we start anything with pick up the phone, then people just immediately turn the podcast. On. Yeah. I'm not calling anybody, um, which is funny. It's so interesting that that is a scary thing. Yeah. Um, because they can't do anything besides like hang up at you or be rude. You know, that's the worst thing that they could do. Don't ever yeah. call me again. Hang up. Yeah. I mean, that's about the worst thing they can do. Um, yeah. And you know, I, first I want to differentiate between what you're doing and what the guys who keep um, doing the automated calls and automatic texts that I get to sell my house. Yeah. Right. Even though that works because it still happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though that works, you're not doing that. You're identifying a business that you know you can help and you're introducing yourself and your capabilities to that business. Yeah. Yeah, it's not and, a and, random spray and pray. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, and this is a great. This is this is um this is great if you've just got a if you've got a good personality, if you make friends easily, if you socialize well, uh, then this is just going to be really good for you, especially. Yeah. You know, um, if you're an extrovert, because um, what a uh, text message or an email or a direct message can't do is express the emotion, the inflection of your voice. And we all know somebody that when you talk to them, you just like them for some reason. Yeah. Right. And if you're that type of person, you got to do this first and foremost. So picking up the phone, um, the note I put here is this is free. This will get you business. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's a very active way to sell because you are you are getting someone's attention for for a period of time. Only that, what you know, right? When they when they pick up the phone, they say hello. You've got their attention. Yeah. Um. And, and I put it, you know, it takes some uh, chutzpah. I like. You know, that. it takes a little bit of guts because it's for some reason it's a little scary to be on the phone. Am I going to freeze up? What if they say this? What if they ask me a question? I don't know who an answer to. What if they hang up on me? Um, All of those things, if they do any of those things or whatever, at the end, when you hang up the phone, you're still sitting in your chair by yourself. So it's okay. (laughs) Good point. And, And you know, like it's very few people are rude. And we talk about this every time we talk about phone calls Mm -hmm. and you know and and it's okay you're 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 calling up for a specific reason if they're not interested maybe they're busy you know um they don't have to talk to you but you want to give them the opportunity to absolutely so um i say you know there's some little tips for doing this um 
um, well, backing up a second, all the prospecting we talked about before is going to really help you with making those phone calls. You know, you can just go to Google and, and search, um, you mentioned plumbers and get and pull up the list view and dial straight down. Yeah. You will make money that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a little harder to do. It's a little colder. Um, it's, you don't know much about them. Um, and maybe, you know, that, that, but that is a way to do business and you will make money. If you do that, if you call every single plumber in your town, you probably will sell somebody some uniforms soon. And I, I will tell you that you're the only one doing it. Yes. You're probably the only and, one doing it. I mean, too, actually like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. People just don't get prospecting calls that often anymore. Well, and not for, um, not for our industry yeah, as yeah. much. Now, um, there are some others, there are industries that are very phone centric yeah. SEO companies cause it's yeah. all profit and it's, they don't really do anything. Um, uh, uh, merchant services, because they know once they get that credit card machine in your business, you're probably not going to change it anytime soon. Right. Um, different things like that. You will get a lot of prospecting type of phone calls for, but as far as like, um, Hey, can I make you custom t-shirts? It's just not going to happen. And yeah. I also want to mention that about, um, the groups and such above, you know, LinkedIn and local groups. Um, if you, everyone, um, Everyone knows somebody who used to be a realtor, right? There's just, it is just, everyone goes out there and thinks they can get their real estate license and make a bunch of money. And there's a lot of real estate agents out there. If you're in a group, there's probably five, right? If you're in a group of a hundred people, there's probably five that are at least. Yeah. At least. Um, and there's some other industries that are like that. But there's probably not five people who are embroiderers or custom t-shirts or bling. Businesses. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely. There, there's, there, there's, there might be one, there might be one, um, but they probably don't specialize in exactly what you do too. So if there is another person in that group, you should definitely befriend them, find out what they do. What's their niche. What do they specialize in? Is there anything they don't do? And if you are opposites on that, then you become those friends, you become friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't do any embroidery. Perfect. I do. There you go. Oh, you know, um, I don't do any screen printing. So I'll refer screen printing business to you and back, or we can do each other wholesale between each other, whatever it is. Um, so anyway, I digress. Um, so you pick up. So one of the tips and when you pick up the phone is um, try to call during slow times for that business because you're a don't, more, don't call a restaurant during lunch. Is that what don't call saying? a restaurant during lunch. Don't call a restaurant at 6 PM. You're not, you're not going to get the manager on the phone. And if you do, he, um, he or she is hanging up immediately and walking away. Um, so you call a restaurant at like two 30. Yep. Right. In between lunch and dinner, the, that's when the manager is typically doing paperwork and stuff. They'll take a phone call then. Um, that's just known in the restaurant industry. If you're going to sell something, if you want to have a meeting with your manager, whatever it is, that's the time frame you're doing it. Yeah. Um, maybe for, um, uh, service-based industries, it's eight o'clock in the morning. It's before their first appointment during the yep. day, they're slammed during lunch, they're eating. And at the end of the day, they're beat. They're tired. They've been in yep. electricians been in, they've been in eight attics today in the summer. <laughs> they do not want to talk about t-shirts. Um, so you call them at 8am, you know, your, your, your time to call on those might be between eight and 9am. Um, so you gotta, you gotta just use some logic and think of what makes sense when to call these businesses. Um, some yep. of them might be in the evening. Um, hello, hello. Um, um, you know, my name is Mark. I'm, I'm with your local, custom t-shirt shop. Um, I was hoping to chat with the manager 
about your custom apparel. Now, maybe that's a one way if you, if you don't know who the owner is, you don't have intern, you find out, you know, who, do, who is it you need to talk to? Who do I need to talk to about custom apparel? And then you get it, get that person on the phone eventually. Um, hi, manager, you know, um, maybe restaurants. I know a lot of local restaurants are dealing with a bunch of new employees lately. Um, I'm a local business too. Um, trying to kind of grow and draw up business and, and get going again. I was wondering if you had a need for custom t-shirts, hats, masks, whatever it is for any new staff you have. Yeah. That's good. There you go. You know, I mean, they'll respect you, especially. And then if you let them know you're local and you're a small business too, they're immediately going to empathize with you. Yeah. And if you, if you do a little research in advance, even you Google the company or you Google the restaurant and you see who the manager is or who the owner is, you know, you can even start with, Hey, could I speak to Mary? Speak to Mary Shelby. Yeah. You know, and see if you can get through that one. Yeah. And you can also do that over the phone ahead of time. Call up. Hey, who's the manager? Jerry. Okay. Thanks. Boom. <laughs> All right. I'll call Jerry at two o'clock, you know, because it's a restaurant and he's not going to be busy yeah. then. That makes sense. Um, there are a million books and videos and philosophies and <laughs> articles on, on phone selling and uh, emailing, you know, um, people randomly and things like that. Um, just like the baby example earlier, if you just start watching some of those videos and buying some of those books and reading them, you're going to understand a philosophy. You're automatically going to be better at it. Agreed. And the only, my, my only tip for doing that is um, sort by date. Look for things that are published in the past few That's years. There are some great older ones, but things change pretty quickly as well. So I wouldn't start with those. Yeah. You know, is maybe especially books. Yeah, yeah. Especially books. You know, like I, I had, well, there's a book I was shared in my office the other day. It was like social media marketing book. Mm-hmm. Great book when I read it. I really loved it, but it was from right. like 2009 or something like that. So right. nothing was relevant anymore. That's great. Um, the concepts were, so the knowledge I learned then I still use today, yeah. but um, the specific examples you'll, you'll lose out on and. Um, yeah. I have an old book from the seventies, you know, that talks about like handwriting letters, you know, and it's like, well, you just don't really do that. Yeah. Um, but maybe you do, maybe you that sets you apart. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. But, um, what, uh, wrap this up. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, man, I, I think this was just a great, and we didn't even get into, into um, Instagram strategies and things like that. Maybe we can do that at some point, but uh, look, these are, these are five cheap or free Uh, ways to market your business and each one of them if you devote a little time and attention to it they're they're gonna lead lead to sales Mm -hmm. so I know Mark always has a little bit of homework for you at the end Um, I would say to you know at least go through and if one of these is particularly appealing uh, look for the link in each section and go and listen to the the other podcast episode yeah. Okay. Specifically That's great. about those topics. That's great. Um, I've got a few thoughts actually to finish this up. Um, one is um, one's a dare. Oh, it's a dare. So I dare I dare you to pick a niche industry like restaurants or plumbers or electricians or AC or whatever it is. I dare you to pick an industry, write a really short sales pitch, go to Google, search for them within your zip code. And pull up the list view and just dial straight down that list until you're done. Nice. I dare you to do that because um, you will probably end up having a couple nice conversations and you might make a sale 
20, 20 phone, 20 phone, 20 calls. phone calls. 20 um, phone. I dare you to do that. Cause it might, it might be too tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, once you do it a little bit, it gets easier. And, um, I still don't like it personally. It's not my favorite thing to do. It's on the bottom of my list of things to do, but okay. when you do it and you get success, there's a good rush out of it. It feels good. You understand it does work and there's a way you can get some money in your pocket. So anyway, I dare you to do that. And then the, the, um, this idea is Mark Stevenson's idea, uh-huh. which we didn't talk about in this at all. And it's actually a sixth cheap way. Um, make a custom mask and mail it to mm-hmm. people that you've prospect prospected just cold. Yeah. You make one mask. If you buy like a 500 pack of masks, you can get them for like a buck 85 on Coleman and company. Um, you make a mask, you, you print out their logo or whatever it might be. Hopefully you can, hopefully you can do something that's a little faster than that. If you embroider, it might take a little longer. You might need to maybe put your Lear logo or something generic, you know, um, on it to kind of, to be able to production it more realistic. Um, but, um, you mail them a free mask with a card in it and a note that says, Hey, I can make a mask with any logo you want on it for. Yeah. 10 bucks a piece or whatever you want to say, buy 10 masks, get two free, whatever you want to write, just do something, give them a reason to give you a call. Yeah. I, I, I love that. The, um, so you're going to look at spending maybe five bucks to 10 bucks yeah. on, each, on each one of those. So I would do that. I just make sure that you are um, being more careful or being more selective about the companies that you send it to just to make yeah. sure that the, the potential is worth it. So if you're going to go after a plumbing company, make sure it's not just one guy in his van. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I mean? If you're going after a restaurant, make sure it's not just three people in a sandwich shop. You know, so Yeah, make sure that the business is still open just because they're on Google doesn't mean that they're scale, open. Scale for potential. But but I love that. I think that's Yes, and, and so uh, let's let me think real quick on the cost. So if you buy bulk masks, it's going to be a buck 85 currently we, at the we time just of did recording. we just did two rois one yeah. for digital heat fx and one for dtg yeah so thread or ink or toner and paper with a small logo is going to cost you like a dime so yeah. we're at a dollar 95 two two bucks if yeah two, two bucks, bucks. For and then if you mail locally usps and you find really small packaging you could probably mail it for less than a dollar okay so now we're at $3. Then you figure a business card or a little postcard or something like that shouldn't cost you 50 cents or less or a dime. So $3.50 okay. a piece, right? Does that sound yeah, about right? That sounds about right. You're right. So that's, that's pretty cheap. And if you do um, 100 of them, that's 350 bucks. Yeah. And that's a nice little marketing campaign. That's not too much money. You can put it on a credit card even, you know, it's something yeah. anyone can do. I mean, that's what I mean. You can put it on a credit card. You probably have 350 bucks cash and uh, it's a pretty cool way. You do, if you identify a hundred businesses that you think are pretty good prospects and then you email them and then you call them by the good. way. Yeah. I like All it. Right. So good. We're at a wrap. That, that is a wrap. This has been uh, Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coldesi and Coleman and Company. Be sure to check out ColemanandCompany.com for um, if you're looking for any blank apparel. We've just added a ton more, including masks. 
And uh, check out coldesigraphics.com as well. Another little pitch. Um, if you're looking to get custom logos made or embroidery digitizing, they actually Great. sew out the design for you. So they digitize your design and then they sew it out on the color and type of material you request and send you that picture along with all the information in the files. So you know that the design looks great and how it will sew out before you even um, turn your machine on. I love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. You guys have a great business. Thanks. Bye-bye.